Hey, Rose, how you doing? I am very well. How are you? Good. Today we have a problem to solve, like so oh? often. Yes. Oh? Document filing. Document oh. filing. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It's something that you can easily automate, and uh, we want to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to cover primarily the Mac and iOS, but we've all got a bunch of files on our devices, and the files need to go somewhere. You can't mm-hmm. put them on the desktop. I don't know if you know this is the Mac Power users, and Katie is very, uh, very strict about that. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid now to put stuff on my desktop. But you well, can all- I have been experimenting with the stacks in Mojave, and I can report back that I do not like them. So I'm going back to Katie's method. I'm afraid of not storing files on my desktop. I don't, well, I don't. You know, I, I don't either. I guess I sound like some. Um, flagrant violator when you listen to the show. But I mean, I use the desktop on a daily basis, but it's a workspace. And by the end of the day, it's, it's empty. But the, um, but I think the problem stack solved, which is the feature in Mac OS Mojave, where it will take collections of documents in your desktop and automatically sort them into folders or stacks for you. It's not a problem that people listening to this show probably have. It's, it's more of a problem that people who aren't necessarily power users just collect a lot of stuff on their desktop and then they can't find it. So I, I get mm-hmm. what it, it solves. Yeah. Um, it is weird, you know, from the nerd perspective, how we get upset about some of these things sometimes, or we think it's ridiculous, but there's like, you know, 90% of the users out there need the feature, but it's just, it's none of us, you know? Well, I don't know. For some people who I know, especially if they share a computer and they have somebody who stores files on the desktop, the stacks yeah. might be a great solution for that. Just, to, you know, still let yeah. you see your pretty wallpaper, whatever it is, maybe friends or family, children, that place where you went on holiday last year, you know, whatever it is that you've got set as your desktop wallpaper. You know, it's a nice way to just clean everything up a little bit without getting everything off the desktop because i think i remember it but at one point you said that you you reorganized daisy's desktop for her and she was not impressed with you yeah no what i did was i put all of them in a folder oh and i put the folder on her desktop that said daisy's desktop (laughs) and she she woke me from sleep at like two in the morning to tell me upset what did you do to my computer you know she uh she was used to it being in a place but anyway yep. uh actually though so stacks is a form of automation it, it is. automatically collects your files on your desktop and it puts them into stacks for you um it wasn't really what we we came on the microphone to talk about today but i guess that is simple form and, and honestly once i install mojave in my wife's computer because uh, you know, I, I know I'm covering old ground here because we, we d- discussed this on Mac Power Users, but my wife has so many icons on her desk that they overlap each other. She has stacks of icons because they've, it's like, it's like when you um, go around the track and then you start going again. It's like she's on a second lap around her desktop right now. So, so she's been <laughs> feeding her files. They are actually secretly triples. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think this would be really useful. So once we install Mojave, I'm going to, I'm going to show her how it works, and hopefully it will help her organize, and it'll be automatic, which is what we want. Well, the good news is is if you turn the feature off, so for anybody who's listening who hasn't experimented with it yet, you just right-click on the desktop, and you you click on Use Stacks, and then it does this thing, and it looks like all of your documents have disappeared, but they haven't. Um, But if you don't like it, you can just right-click again and untick Use Stacks, and then everything will be back where it was before. So feel free to experiment with that if you haven't yet because it is a a very simple built-in solution and especially if you're trying to uh, educate people who are not into automation about the possibilities it's a nice place to get started yeah but let's talk bigger about the problem of file location and file saving because i mean the first is it's busy work Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so easy to accidentally spend 45 minutes reorganizing your downloads folder and you don't want to spend 45 minutes reorganizing your download folder you probably have better things to do like you could go and watch an episode of star trek or you know go out for a walk spend some time with your family sleep do anything but organize your documents but a lot of people end up or consistently reorganizing their documents because something they couldn't find it and then they found it and it's like okay i need to reorganize everything and then they still can't find anything yeah and and another good reason to automate it is that it's inaccurate i mean Dragging and dropping has a degree of risk to it, and you just never know. I I was working in the files app on my iPad the other day, 
and I meant to scroll, but I somehow, I think I left my finger just an instant too long over a folder on a long list of folders. And what I ended up doing is dragging and dropping it into another folder. Okay. Oops. And yeah. then, and then I scrolled, you know, cause it happened so fast. It's like you saw it, but the motors didn't stop, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. just, I saw myself drop a folder into another folder. I don't know what the folder I got or what the folder I dropped or where I dropped it. And then I scrolled. <laughs> and so it took and me. And you have no chance of ever finding that file ever again. No, it's, I did. I found, it. I found it. But I mean, but that's just, you know, the problem with this. And, and the same thing, like when you, like if you're in a business and you've got multiple people doing it, it exponentially um, grows, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. possibility of error exponentially grows. And yep. it's just something that, that humans are not necessarily good at. And uh, I know there's other ways to do it. In fact, when I do manual copies and paste on my Mac, the way I almost always do it is I hit command C and then something I think a lot of people don't know is if you hold down the option and command key with the V key, it does a move instead of a, a, a paste. So, um, oh. so like if you're on the files, if you've got a bunch of files in the finder, hit command C, then go to wherever you want to put it and then hit option command V and then it paste. I'm sorry. It moves the files. Um, okay. So this would, uh, the windows equivalent to this would be control X and control V because it's like yeah. cutting and pasting yeah. only yeah. in, in this area you're copying it. So if you decide actually that you just, you just want a copy of that here, you can do that. Yeah. That is a really good tip that I did not know. So thank you for sharing that. No worries. The only there's, but there's always like a little caveat. And in this case, it is when you're moving between volumes, ah. you may get a, cause when you move between volumes, the default behavior is to move. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so sometimes that will, it, it'll copy, <laughs> you know, it'll like, yeah, okay, yeah. well you want to do the opposite here. I'm, yeah, I, I wish, yeah. I wish it was consistent, but I, I understand why it's not. Um, anyway, uh, so the problem is that we've got all these files we need to move. It's dumb work. None of us want to do it. Uh, we're not good at it. And it is easy to automate this. So um, that's something we want to talk about today. Definitely. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things you might think, oh, my gosh, this is going to be complicated and scary and requires AppleScript. Uh, spoiler, no AppleScript is required. You can add it to make your, your automatic filing even more important. But uh, to start with, you you really need to uh, sit back and take a look at it and see what have I got and where am I going with this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you need to think about what you have. You know, what, what is your current system? Yeah. You know, how are you filing things? I mean, you can't have an effective automation system to file things unless you know where things belong. Yeah. And I mean, it might be, I mean, at one point I was just storing everything in my documents folder and searching. If that's the system that you're using, that's okay. You just need to acknowledge what you're using. And if you currently don't have a system, then I would suggest like sitting down, maybe even like pen and paper away from your Mac and going like, I think ideally I would do this. I actually like to use my maps for planning out document structures. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, it, it's it's like a house. If you don't have a good foundation, then everything's just going to fall down around you at some point because you didn't think what would happen in this case because that case never even came up. So if you take a few minutes to think about it in advance, you can save yourself a lot of angst down the line. Traditionally, the way people do this is a nested uh, folder structure, and there's mm-hmm. a lot there's a lot of reasons to want to continue to do that because a nested folder structure is something that is transportable. Like yeah. if you decide to go from iCloud to Dropbox or the opposite or what, you know, uh, Microsoft OneDrive or whatever you want to do, you've got a nested group of folders. You can move them wherever they want and your structure, your data structure follows you. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside is that if you go too deep with it, it becomes a lot of work. I mean, the automation works best, in my opinion, in a relatively shallow group of nested folders. You don't want to go super deep. You shouldn't have folders with one or two files in them for automation because it, it, you're adding yeah. the automation work becomes too extensive. Yeah. And and, and I think, go yeah, ahead. I mean, it, the thing is, if you find yourself going, oh, like, I need a folder for this because it's just one or two files, then it might be worth taking a step back and going, how about file names? Because file names are part of automatic filing. And it would be it would probably be better to create a consistent naming structure than to have a folder with just two files in it. Yeah, and now that Mac OS and iOS both support tags and the tags go across both systems, um, tags are a great way to use a shallow, a relatively shallow um, folder system 
But with the addition of tags, it allows you to you know dig in very deeply if you want. So so you you want to give some thought to what your system's going to be. Um, I think both Rose and I though would recommend don't go super deep, but no. do use some kind of nested folders. Yeah. I mean, the other alternative is use an app like um, you know Evernote or. Um, you know, one of these apps that mm-hmm. does all this for you. Yeah. I store a lot in Dev and Think, which can automatically file things for you. It doesn't have to, but it's it's a very similar system where you've got databases and groups, which are essentially reflect a folder structure. Yeah. Dev and Think is probably the most popular solution. And uh, for the longest time, they were just on the Mac, but now they're they're very successfully moved to iOS as well. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good solution that that does some of the automation for you. And then the other thing you want to think about um, as you go into this is file naming. You know, how are you going to name files? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I try, I have a system for all of my receipts that I need to store because that's the other thing. Think about what you actually need to store versus what can you just get rid of because I pay, I think it's 79 pence a month for iCloud drive storage. Uh, that's UK pennies. Um but I don't need that receipt every single month. I have a personal rule that if it's worth less than approximately $10, I will not keep the receipt. Full stop. It yeah. is just going to be too much effort to keep the receipt and track it to, you know, versus the, the payoff from having it. Um, yeah. So, but I, I try and name all of my receipts cons- consistently. I put the, the date in it. I go year, month, day, so that then if I'm sorting it, then it, 2016 comes before 2018 and January comes before December. Uh, and I do store name this numerically. And, you know, then I put the, the, the name of the place and then I try and have the name of the product if it's like, you know, MacBook Pro. So it might be 2018, uh, 06, something or other, uh, Apple MacBook Pro. Um, because I bought my MacBook Pro in June of this year and six weeks later they announced new ones. <laughs> As <laughs> well, always. That's okay. Happens. If it makes you feel any better, they'll probably announce new ones again. So yeah, it'll be it's fine. fine. Like it's always going to happen. There's never a perfect time. So yeah, file naming is definitely very important. The other thing is uh, when you build a system, you want to have a place to do your automation from. A lot of the tools we're going to talk about are tools that look at files automatically for you, and you need to tell them where to look. So. Um, like I, I have a full, I, for whatever reason, years ago, I, I made this folder and I called it action where I, th- I was going to take action from it. In hindsight, I should have named it the inbox if I was starting over again, uh, because that's truly what it is. It's an inbox. Yeah. It's where all this stuff goes in. And then my digital, um, my digital automation stuff looks at that folder and does a whole bunch of things to what the files that are in it. So, so give yourself some time. Think of a structure a naming convention and, and roses is, has a good one. That's the one I recommended in the paperless book <laughs> so many years ago. It's just, you know, a year month date with a description. And then some of these um, systems that I use also require me to add things to the name because I use the, the name as a basis for automation. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that later. So uh, I think we've, we've danced around this thing enough. Let's talk about automating um, files on the Mac. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of ways to start with. So let's start with the simplest one, right? Which is use, use the built-in things. So Finder has uh, smart folders and you've got tags and you have a keyboard shortcut to apply tags, which I think I'm going to need to experiment with. So can, can you tell us about what you do with Finder and smart folders? Yeah, I just use a keyboard shortcut, control, option, command, semicolon. Uh, and I just attach that in the um, settings, keyboard settings, and this tags with an ellipsis after it. Mm-hmm. And as we record this, it has broken on me oh. because I put Mojave in this computer. So I I will try and figure that out. So <laughs> I outlined this show before we, we installed Mojave. But the, uh, but the uh, and I can't stop to fix it now, but they, there's something wrong with it now. But for the longest time, it worked. <laughs> so it, it was great before. Uh, so option command, um, was it control option command semicolon? And then it just um, uh, opens the the selected file to the tags, and you can just type in tags. And uh, if I can sort that out before we publish, I'll put a note in the uh, show notes, or maybe I'll even do a post at Max Park on it. But it's a, it's a very simple way. Another nice thing, though, with the... Um, with the updates to the finder with that Mac OS Mojave, you know, mm-hmm. Apple taketh away and Apple giveth. Um, they, uh, they've made applying tags very easy from the finder. Now, most of the finder views, like even that new, the one that replaced the album view, what's it called again? 
uh, you know, the one that gives you metadata. Oh, right. Uh, they've got the inspector built in. Yeah, it's got exactly. And the top thing is tags. So you can just go in and type tags. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's a very useful method. And so tags aren't necessarily an automation, but they're an avenue to automation. I guess they are automation yeah. in the sense that they let you find things easier. Like, let's say you're going to take our advice and put up a relatively shallow, um, uh, a relatively shallow nested group of nested folders. And then inside those, you routinely apply tags appropriately, you know, letters, bills, whatever. And then you just go up into Finder and you use those tags to dig it out and you're going to find it very quickly. Yeah. Definitely. It, it it works very well. And I I have to say, I've been experimenting more with tags recently. Uh, it's It's been working out really well for me just because then uh, I, I tend to have a very flat document structure. I'm actually still, in some cases, living with what was originally set up by iOS, where you store um, things in, um, so pages, documents go into the pages folder and so yeah. on. And so I've been using tags to sort of group like items together for that. And that's been working really well to separate, at the very least, work from personal. Okay, so let's take a minute to talk about the application of tags. Um uh, the uh, the application of tags on the Mac is is easy, relatively easy. You just start typing, and it autofills in the tag name for you. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, you can get to it in a Finder. You can get it to the inspector on individual files. By the time the show publishes, hopefully, I'll have a post sorting out a way to do it via keyboard shortcut. On the Mac, you can also do it. You know, we're going to talk in a minute about Hazel, but one of the great things you can do with Hazel is is not only read tags, but you can apply tags. So I use Hazel all the time to auto tag files, so I don't even have to, you know, because the, the the question about tags is always is the payoff worth the work? Is the work of creating tags going to pay off later by you searching them? If you never search for them or never use them, then it's not worth doing tags. But if you do get benefit on the backside that's less that's more valuable than the time you put into creating them then it's worth doing and if you can automate creation of tags with hazel then you're it's an easy equation because it, it's zero you know you have zero investment in creating tags so it's all gravy at that point um, but anyway so uh, on the mac there's a lot of ways to create tags on ios i think it's still kind of a dumpster fire yeah, it is. It's one of those things. I look at tags on iOS and they're pretty. They are very pretty. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's just, you can look at them, but you can't really do a lot with them. It's it's very, very uh, unintuitive, I would say. And I'm sure that's something that the, the files team on iOS are working on. I'm sure that, you know, they're probably unhappy with it, too. But, uh, oh, it, yeah. it's because there, there's a guy on the files team that sees me every year at WWDC and he always corners me, you know, because I... <laughs> I'm critical of files because I want the iPad to be a device that can truly replace a laptop. And, you know, that's uh, up until iOS 11, it was really terrible. And the, um, so I, I had written stuff and then every year he comes to me and says, Hey, we, you know, thing you wrote about, we got it fixed. What do you think? You know? And every year I crush his soul because I, I say, that's great. But you know, <laughs> and, and this year he <laughs> cornered me. He must be so happy to have somebody who's willing to give him feedback. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, developers yeah. do struggle to get feedback. Sometimes. This year he cornered me and, and he's like, look, you wanted multiple files in Finder. You wanted the ability to move things. You wanted to be able to grab things. He says, we gave you the whole thing. You're good, right? And I'm like, yeah, but what about tags? Because uh, anybody listening to the show, just open up an iOS device, iPad, iPhone, whatever, and try and apply a tag. It's just. The way they do it, they give you this long list. You got to scroll through. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, and there's no way to search it. You can't just start typing and have it autofill. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very basic thing. But I said, you know, it feels like the people um, at Apple think that everyone has ten tags. Yeah, and if you're really going to use tags, like I would like to use a, a separate tag for every client matter. I would like to, you know, I would like to have like three hundred tags, mm-hmm. and using the power of Hazel, I could I could do that very easily. Yeah, but adding tags on, you know, like this action file I was talking about earlier. Um, I have created Hazel rules that look at tags, so I could theoretically sit on my iPad, apply a few tags to some documents that got scanned in, and have my Mac process them for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a similar folder in Dropbox that is also watched by Hazel that does stuff based on either the folder I put it in or the name I give it, just because tags yeah. weren't a thing when I set up this folder. <laughs> 
and I think I think I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk about iOS later. So let's let's get back to um, you know the power move with file management, and that's getting yourself a copy of the Hazel. Oh yeah, Hazel is amazing. It's possibly the most useful application I've ever purchased ever. Yeah, it, I don't know that one and Keyboard Maestro on the Mac are the two yeah. like amazing apps. But yeah. The um so Hazel what Hazel is it's uh, people used to write Apple scripts to move files around and now we don't because of Hazel. And it's an app that like so many of these automation tools it looks at triggers and actions. So it says, you know, point me at a folder and then give me the rules. And so one of the rules like in my action folder is if there is a document that has the tag insurance or, or um or oh, yeah, insurance and invoice then Hazel says, oh, that's an insurance invoice. Uh, I'm going to rename it with the date that it was scanned on. I'm going to change the name to, you know, uh, date code slash insurance invoice and dot PDF. And then I'm going to move it to David's insurance invoice folder. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what it does. It just looks for those two tags. So um, I, uh, I could, um, all I do when the scans come in, when I do the scans is I just flip through the action folder. I add those tags, which takes almost no time at all. And then Hazel in the background moves the file. That's one of the most basic uses of Hazel. I have an even more basic one for you. All right. I have Hazel watch my downloads folder and you don't need to create a rule for this. You just add the downloads folder to Hazel and then you tick the box that says throw away duplicate files. Yeah. So if I ever accidentally download something twice, Hazel goes, get rid of the second copy. Just yeah. It helps clear, keep my download folder that little bit clearer. And oh my gosh, that alone was worth the price to entry. I, I swear I halved my downloads folder the very first time I ran that because I had no idea what I was doing back then. But uh, that it's very easy to use, or it can be very easy to use. Of course, you can get extremely complex with it if you want, but you don't have to. And another one people commonly do with the downloads folder is they say, if something has been in here two weeks, just trash it. You know, if you haven't bothered with it in two weeks, just get, get rid of it. So, I mean, Hazel has a seemingly infinite number of triggers and a seemingly infinite number of rules. I mean, one of the things it can do is apply tags. Like um, my, I talked earlier about insurance. I was, the reason I hesitated because it's my property insurance, my life insurance um, they send me an electronic um, PDF every month in the email, and it's mm-hmm. very it's a, way, a very um, well generated PDF, searchable. The text is all perfect. Whereas with the property insurance, I have to scan it in, and the scans are not as reliable. So uh, I know that it's going to have certain words in it in my account number every month. So with Hazel, I have it look for any files that contain uh, the word life insurance in my account number, and because it's a PDF that I've received from the the vendor, it always finds those files. It's it's a hundred percent accurate. And mm-hmm. in that case, I don't even what I do is I apply a tag called life insurance and I apply a tag called invoice, and then I rename it and move it. But I actually don't manually type in the tag because Hazel can do that automatically because it sees the data in the file. So on those, it's there's zero input by me. And um the other thing I do with that one that's pretty cool is I run an Apple script that uh, mm-hmm. that creates a um, a um, OmniFocus task for me to pay it, so I don't forget to pay it. Because one of the problems with automation is if you process a bill where it gets immediately filed, when do you? Where's the part where you pay the bill? Yeah, exactly. So, but that's the great thing using something like Hazel, or we'll come to it later, Keyboard Maestro. What you can do is you can say, "Hey, don't just move this file or delete this file, copy this file." You can also then do another action like run an Apple script or uh, add it to iTunes, uh, run an automated workflow. So even if you're, you know, you you don't want to touch Apple scripts either yet or at all ever, um, then you, you can actually have Automator do something, which is quite nice as well. There, there's a lot of possibilities to do here. And of course, you can also do these things whether or not you move the file. You can just say, hey, when you find a file like this, do this for me, which gives you other possibilities as well. Yeah. If only somebody would make a field guide about Hazel. <laughs> hey, didn't this guy called Max Sparky do that? Wait, yeah. that's you. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a long one, and it, a lot of people like it. So if, if you'd like to get really good at Hazel, this is the shameless self-promotion part of it. 
By the way, I, I'm going to raise the price of that to match the other big field guides because mm-hmm. this is a big one. So I'll do that like within the month. So so do it. Get it now if you want it. Yeah. Well, I, I have to that say. That didn't sound nice. That sounded like pressure sales, but it just happens no. to be. Yeah. If you want to get a discount, buy it before the end of the month. There yeah, we go. There we That's go. a nicer way of saying there it. But I have to say it was really great watching you because it's one of those things. I had Hazel and I was using it, but I definitely wasn't using it to its full potential. I probably still am not, but I am doing a lot more with it since I followed your field or since I watched your field guide just because of the amount of ideas you gave me. I set up an almost entirely automated uh, um accounting system from my mom because of your field guide yeah. so every time so she downloads all of her receipts as pdf forms into a specific folder i have one rule for every different kind of receipt so amazon receipts and you know like different online stores train station uh, or train company receipts all of that um and it automatically when she runs a script once just dumps everything into a csv file and opens it in numbers for her or it yeah. might even just put it into numbers. I don't remember exactly how I do, do it, but I, I saved her hours every month because of your field guide. So I was very impressed with it. Thank you for the excellent content. <laughs> and, and, and Hazel goes a lot deeper. Like, like I got really crazy in the field guide at one point. I think I used Launch Center Pro to create a script that like when you arrive home, creates a text file that Hazel sees and then starts playing music, you know? So you can go like really deep down the stack, but the real bread and butter of Hazel in my mind is getting yourself going with document automation. And there is no tool better. And the, the thing, you know, when I hear about folks who um, give up the Mac entirely and go all iOS, I can appreciate that. I think that's kind of cool that somebody wants to try and do that. But I'll tell you, one of the reasons I could never do it is because of Hazel, because it does so much of my automation for me at the back end. Even though a lot of times I'm doing the work on iOS, um, the Hazel running on my home Mac is is filing for me. Yeah. I I have to say I was um, only for a brief period of time because unfortunately it worked out very quickly again that I I need a Mac. Um, You know, podcasting, one of those things. You need a Mac for that. Uh, But even then when I went all in on iOS, uh, I had my Mac Mini sitting there in the background basically to run Hazel and several other automations with like Keyboard Maestro, things like that. But, you know, it's, it's amazing what just having a Mac there, even if it's in the background, doing the stuff for you can really help with. All right. So let's talk about the keyboard maestro. Um, so I think that's the next level up yes. uh, where Hazel manages on triggers and actions. Um, they, I guess when I said they're unlimited, they are limited. Whereas keyboard maestro is much closer to unlimited <laughs> than, yes. than, than Hazel. And so people are using keyboard maestro to automate filing and naming and doing all sorts of things as well. We Before we got on mic, Rose and I were just talking between us about some stuff we're doing with Keyboard Maestro lately. Why don't you go first? Yes. Well, I should just mention, um, you know, theoretically you could replace Hazel with Keyboard Maestro because it can detect when a file lands a specific folder. Personally, I like to use both just because it keeps things separate and it's, it's nice to have Hazel doing a bunch of things and then when I go and poke around with my keyboard maestro macros and in my case frequently break them um, because I'm not quite sure what I'm doing at the time then it doesn't matter um, but uh, I have a great one so at work uh, just to give you a little bit of background we have uh, project slides and these project slides have to be updated every two weeks they have to be named in a specific format stored in a specific place and it has to be a new document based on the old document so I have a keyboard maestro macro which um, I can run theoretically on any document. And I do only run it on PowerPoint slides. Um, And what it does is if it's already named in the format that it needs, then it parses out. So the project number, the project name, and um, the the meeting number for me, it increments the meeting number and it just displays that in in a... input box so I can just check it so if I was on holiday for example and missed a meeting then I could just manually add an extra number if the project if the file however isn't named in the correct manner then it prompts me to add the project number and the meeting number and everything so that it can uh, then rename it and then it can I don't need it to because we store all of our files on central server but it could also move it for me and this is so useful just it you know, I don't need to think anymore about the file formatting and that I have to replace spaces with underscores for some unknown reason. You know, I don't I do not do any of that. It does it all for me. And it's just there living in my menu bar waiting for me to click on it, which is so useful. 
Yeah, and I was talking about how I have to often create like multiple documents as part of something I do for legally and for the legal practice. And uh, so I've got all these template documents, and rather than go through and open each one and do a million search and replaces and everything, I use a keyboard maestro script that creates them, creates copies of the files, runs the search and replace commands, saves them to the destination of my choice. And basically does something that I would normally pay an assistant to do. Uh, but it happens in, you know, it all it's all done with like eight documents in under five minutes. And I just sit there and watch my computer jump around. Um, as you were talking about it, I was thinking, I think Keyboard Maestro, the, the different, the tipping point for me between Keyboard Maestro and Hazel is, um, Hazel is much more efficient at document filing. I think if there was one app that was the star of this episode, it would be Hazel because it's so good at that. You know, the renaming, the searching the contents. It's just, it's built around this whole principle of automatically filing documents and files. Uh, whereas Keyboard Maestro is a bit of a heavier tool. It's harder to wield. It's harder to set up. Um, and it gives you a little more power, uh, particularly when passing data. Like Rose's yeah. example, and both of mine involve passing data into files. And Keyboard Maestro, I'm sorry, uh, Hazel can do some of that, but uh, Keyboard Maestro, that's what Keyboard Maestro really excels at. So but with those tools, I, I think if you just wanted to file your documents, you could probably get away, get away without Keyboard Maestro. But, but Hazel is such a game changer. I just cannot understate it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is really wonderful. And also, if you can't find something that you wanted to do in Hazel, um, then you could actually write an Apple script and have a Hazel execute it for you. Of course, you could do that with, uh, you know, Automator um, or Keyboard Maestro as well. But Hazel has got loads of examples out there. There, there are entire examples for setting up, like, I think, a Plex server with yeah. Hazel and yeah. having it do everything and rename everything automatically. And I'm like, this is black magic and it's amazing because there are so many great examples out there. Whereas Keyboard Maestro is a fabulous tool with lots of great examples, but less so for document automation in my experience. Yeah. Also on Keyboard, I'm sorry, on Hazel, one of my favorite things is run an Apple script and use the say command. And oh, you yeah. can have it and you can have it verbally tell you, you know, whatever, whatever you just filed. Hello, David. Yeah. I just filed your file for you. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> Or you yes, go 2001, you can as, Dave. Yes. What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> yes, so you can make that. it as creepy, as helpful, or as annoying as you like if you want to. Or you can just have it silently show you a push notification. That is also an option with Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, before we talk about iOS, let's take a minute to talk about our sponsor. And this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Smile Software, particularly their application called Text Expander, which, by the way, is another excellent tool to automate document filing. <laughs> we were talking in the, the episode about using Hazel, and I made mention at one point that I use naming uh, to file documents. Like when I have an uh, a invoice for a Max Sparky expense and I want to make sure I get the receipt saved, I just go into the name field of the file. You know, you select the file, hit return, then I type .mse. And that is the expansion for Max Sparky Expense. And it's Text Expander doing this for me. It gets today's current date. It puts a dash in. It puts another dash. Then at the end, it adds the word Max Sparky Expense. And then it moves the cursor because Text Expander is crazy powerful. It moves the cursor to the middle of that sentence and lets me just type in the name of whatever the expense category is. Like, so if I buy a floppy disk, because I need a lot of those, right? And, um... Uh, it'll say date slash floppy expense, floppy disk slash max sparky expense. And then I hit return and it's done. And then Hazel sees a file with the name max sparky expense in it. And it does all the tagging and sorting and filing and everything for me. It even sends a copy to my accountant. So uh, that's all po possible because of the power of text expander. So if you want to do automation, another excellent tool for you is text expander. It works both on the Mac and iOS. So you can use it on your iPad and iPhone. They even have a Windows version now. So if you have to go to work and you want to automate your filing on Windows, you can use it for that as well. It's a great company run by great people and a very powerful tool. So it, go over to textexpander.com slash podcasts and make sure you tell them you heard about it on Automators. 
and put Text Expander into work for you, helping you get yourself fully automated. Thank you, Smile Software and Text Expander, for supporting the automators. Well, let's take a look at iOS then, because as you mentioned earlier, before iOS 11, um, file management on iOS was not a thing at all. So uh, it's yeah. good that we're on iOS 12 now. We've we've seen some improvements there. Yeah. And, well, you know what? It has been a thing for me ever since Workflow showed up. Um, like talking about during that ad spot, I was mentioning about, you know, saving of receipts for expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, before Workflow, that was, uh, it was just not possible on iOS. I mean, if I got a receipt attached to an email, I could save it somewhere, but renaming it required me often to enter a completely different app. Like I'd have to go into the Dropbox app. This is before the files app even existed. So uh, something that I can do with typing four characters using text expander on my Mac would take me like 30 seconds on an iOS device. That's not automation, you know? Yeah, it's if it takes you longer to do it on anything that you you want to do it on, then that that's just not. No, well, that's I mean, not going to work. And it's like, it took me longer to do it even manually on the Mac if I were to type the name in rather than use Text Expander. It's just, it was completely bananas and I just gave up on it. But then Workflow showed up and uh, I created a Workflow script and I'll go ahead and, and put this one, I'll, I'll screencast this one into the show um, where I um, I get, I do some Workflow stuff. Now it's series shortcuts. So um, what you do is you grab the current date, you save that as a variable you ask the user for a description and mm-hmm. you um so you you put that in as a variable and then in my case i add the word max barky expense to the end because that allows hazel to do its magic and then you take the the file and i use this as an extension so anytime i have a pdf file i have this available to me under the sharing button as an extension so i, I trigger that it collects that information for me then it applies a new name it renames the file based on the information i've given it and then it share it saves it to a file on iCloud, but you could do it to Dropbox too. But I'm using I happen to be using iCloud, and mm-hmm. this is a system that is super fast and still not really possible to do manually because if you hit this share to iCloud button, it doesn't give you an option to rename the file. So you would stick yeah. the the whatever the file is named as it comes to you would go into iCloud, but that doesn't give Hazel enough to work with. So um, it's, a, it's a really nice system. And then once I created that, and of course I iterated it, I made a version for the, the law practice expenses. Then I made a version that just allows me to name a file to iCloud because you can't do that otherwise. So um, you, know, you can use automation to do this stuff. Now, what, what I really love, Rose, I would really love the ability to run an automation extension that applies tags to these files. And then just let my hmm. Mac do all the work for me. I believe that we need to go to apple.com slash feedback and request that, but I have already done so. So everybody yeah, else please request it too in. so they know. Yeah. yeah so if, if you want that, yeah. 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 yeah we yeah. we need a, a way to add text. Because, I mean, the other thing is, as you said, if you, if you share it to the files app, you don't get a chance to rename it. But if I try and share something to the Dropbox app, guess what Dropbox asked me to do? Gives yeah. me the option to rename the file. Exactly. And it's extremely useful. But yeah, I love to use shortcuts too. I have several shortcuts which save things to specific folders. So if I get, like, for example, an ebook, uh, I have very similar to you, I have a, a folder which is watched by Hazel, which does many, many things. And inside of it, I have several subfolders which are very cleverly named. I'm extremely clever with naming. I've got add to Calibra, which is my ebook management software, mm-hmm. add to iTunes, add to Zotero. And so I can save things with like one or two taps um, on iOS to these folders. And then Hazel will just go in and be like, oh, right, this PDF needs to go to Zotero because I'm going to use that to reference something in my essay, for example. Yeah. And, you know, then and then it just gets added to Zotero. I think that one's actually uh, triggering Keyboard Maestro, funnily enough. Um, but, you know, it, it then puts things in the right place for things to get automatically managed. And that's something we didn't mention. Of course, there are some applications that will just watch a folder and slurp things up. So um, there there's a folder for iTunes that can do that. There's, if you've heard of Calibra, the ebook management software, There's it can watch a specific folder, things like that. Or you can have Hazel... Uh, 
tell an application to do certain things with these, which is really nice. And it's easy to trigger that on iOS, though in some cases actually doing the automation is a little trickier. Yeah, and and one of the things you can do with Hazel is you can just say any file in this folder do this thing too. Yeah. Like like the one where all the tax related stuff, I don't understand mm-hmm. that stuff. I have a, an accountant. That's you know, I don't get it. So I anything that I put in that tax folder gets copied to a shared Dropbox with her and she gets to see it all and do whatever she needs to do with it. And so you can make this as broad or as narrow as you like. It is interesting, yeah. however, as we talk about iOS, that we still can't get off the subject of Hazel because uh, it is a backbone for both of us in, yeah. in doing this. I mean, because uh, you could do a lot of this stuff on iOS, but all I'm talking about on iOS really is using automation to get things in a place where Hazel can do the real work. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If you are storing, especially if you're storing all of your documents in Dropbox, it's much easier with something like shortcuts to then specify that you want to um, save it to, I don't know, Dropbox, uh, shared folders, automators, recordings. Uh, That's one of my folders that I'm thinking of. and I actually, as part of uh, my project template uh, to set up an automators podcast project, I actually create the folder in Dropbox for us. And I stick a little note in there so that we know which when that episode is supposed to be going live, um, which we can then save, you know, like if one of us coughs, then we could save the notes into there, um, yeah. which... You know, it's it's really easy to be able to do that. It's a little trickier with uh, iCloud just because workflow as it was, shortcuts as it now is, is like every other application limited to its own folder, which is why pages originally could only save into the pages folder. Of course, now you can save things into other folders, but even in shortcuts, you then have to manually navigate through the folder tree, which depending on how deep your folder structure is, is probably going to be less than or less automated than you were hoping for at any rate. Yeah, but you know, it was worse. I don't know if you remember, like for about a year and a half, when you opened the view on iOS into iCloud, it showed you every folder expanded to you know, as oh, far down the stack as it went. No, so no, 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 no. That was that? so horrible. <laughs> there was a reason why I store a lot of things in Dropbox. <laughs> I couldn't believe they even shipped that. But anyway, it's like, can you imagine? It's like, Let's just show them all the folders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's just put yeah. them all there. <laughs> yeah. Put the search bar. Nah, nah. I'm hungry. I gotta go to lunch. <laughs> Forget the search bar. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Well, we do all have right. a search bar now, but we also have another uh, iOS app which definitely deserves a shout out. And I'm I'm pretty certain that there's another one that works very similarly. I use yeah. Scanner Pro from Riaddle, um, which. You can, funnily enough, scan documents with it with your iPhone or iPad camera. Uh, iPad cameras are definitely good enough to do this with, and I have to say it's basically the only time I use my iPad camera. Um, But you can actually, as part of Scanner Pro, build mini workflows. They are called workflows, um, where you can, for example, rename the file, uh, upload it to Dropbox, WebDAV, Google Drive, or something, uh, and you can email it to people. So this is really useful. Um, If I have to go to the doctor, if I'm I'm sick, then I have to email a scan of the paperwork to work. Well, I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling sick, the last thing I want to do is, like, get out the printer, put the piece of paper on on the glass, you know, find the right app on my iPad or my iPhone or open up my Mac and scan it in, rename it and email it to the secretary at work. That's like the last thing I feel like doing if I'm sick. So I have a ScanBot workflow, which thankfully I very rarely need to use, where I can just scan it, press a button, and it sends it off to the the secretarial position at work. And they then do the monitoring and they, they figure out what they need to do with it. But it's one button and that makes me feel so much better knowing that if I'm sick, that's there. You know, it's it's one button. Take a photo, one button, and I'm done. Yeah. So. Scan, Scanner Pro is the best app for that, I think. The other one that's in the ballpark is ScanBot. And ScanBot does a thing where it gives you a series of tokens for the names. Uh. Yeah. So like it, it'll a token will be your location because it knows where you're at. Another token will be the date in the format that Rose and I love. Another token will be tokens you've created. Like I I I jump between Scanner Pro and Scanbot. Right now I'm using Scanner Pro because I feel like it's more automation friendly than Scanbot, but I like the design of Scanbot better, if that makes sense. So uh, mm-hmm. so I'm using Scanner Pro these days because the the automation is better. But like one of the things I did with Scanbot is I made tokens for the word max sparky expense going back to this running theme about, you know, filing mm-hmm. these expenses. So I would 
tap that token solely for the sake of my Mac back at home, seeing that in the name and doing the Hazel magic. So um, those are both very good applications for this. It, it is interesting how on iOS occasionally you will find a little bucket of automation somewhere. Like Scanner Pro is a good example. Airmel is another one. It's an app that I can't make my mind up about, but it is the most automation-friendly email application I've ever seen. And, um, you know, it's just the, um, developers who are wise to this can cater to us nerds. Definitely. And I mean, it's amazing what you can do. Like, for example, I'm just, I'm just looking at Scanner Pro because you're mentioning the variables, um, or the tokens in Scanbot and they have, they have tokens as well for like parts of the date, uh, so year, month, day, which is our preferred format and all of that, you know, it's really nice to be able to use that just because it does make life much easier. And I'm very happy that all of these developers out there are, you know, making uh, an effort. Another one that we should give a shout out to, of course, is Drafts, because they recently built in the entire Dropbox API. Uh, so you can literally save a file anywhere in any format you you like. I yeah. added a button the other day where if I'm writing a, a blog post, I can save it as a markdown and as a HTML into a specific Dropbox folder. And that Dropbox folder is then synced with editorial. So I can then, uh, if I want to preview it with inline images, because that's the only thing that I'm still working on previewing inline images, which are uh, not yet uploaded to a server. Yeah. Um, that's something I'm struggling with. But that, you know, being able to do that, that's that's very useful. Yeah, it drafts always. When you talk automation, iOS drafts always comes up. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah, Agile Torches, they are apparently one of us. They're one of our people, and they're very oh, happy to add more automation. They're definitely one of us. <laughs> they're okay. definitely. Well, yes, considering the fact that they created the URL schemes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, one of us. So, so I guess to put a report card on it, I'd say automation on the Mac gets an A+. It's very easy um, if you spend the money on Hazel to fully automate the process. Um, I think that um, I'm going to give iOS something like a B-. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. made steps, uh, but it's not nearly as powerful as the Mac is for that right now. What do you think? No. No, it's it's not there yet, and I mean we d- we haven't even touched on the web based possibilities for automatically filing things based on stuff happening. You know, there's a lot of options out there, but again, I think this is an area where the Mac, especially if you have something like a Mac Mini server sitting around, really wins. So it's, it's yeah. one of those things. I won't be running away from the Mac just yet, just because of Hazel. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about web automation for a second, because to me, like. Like I, I have now officially signed up for a Zapier account. I have, um, I've been putting it into place with some of the different web services I use, but for access to my file system, I, I don't really see any web automation that's going to help me much with that. Are you using no, any? I mean, it depends on what you want. So for example, yeah. I have an, if this, then that automation, which downloads any attachment sent to my Gmail account to a specific folder in Dropbox, yeah. which then means, yeah, I mean, this was originally set up way back in the day when I was regularly traveling and I could not guarantee I would have an internet connection. So I would synchronize that file with, I think it was Goodreader so that I would have it offline on my iPad um, and then that meant any anytime I needed to reference any of the attachments that I received, I knew I would have a local copy of it, uh, just because you couldn't guarantee back then that I would always have internet. So that yeah. you know, I've I've left that one there because actually Hazel still watches that folder and it still does things. Uh, it's probably doing less nowadays than it used to, but it it is still running rules for me. I had a similar rule based out of Sanebox that would download attachments to a Dropbox folder, but then. Mm-hmm. I realized I didn't want that. I didn't want anybody that sent me an attachment to become some part of my Dropbox corpus. So I I eventually turned it off. Well, one of the things that I've done is Hazel will delete any attachment that's in there for more than, I want to say, 28 days because I've only got things about four weeks in advance. And I I mean, you could specify it so that you could say, like, only attachments from these people get downloaded or something. That that much I'm very sure of. But yeah. Well, either way, file automation is a thing if you're not doing it. This is one that is you should do, you know. Definitely, we we, yeah. we release a show on Friday for a reason. Spend some time this weekend and automate your file management. Yes, at the very least, do deduplicate your files. You you will thank us yeah. for it later. <laughs> Damn. Uh, another very common Hazel rule is just to say sort the files. Oh yeah. 
put the movies yeah. together, put the pictures together, put the documents together. Um, but uh, spend some time on that. Head over to the talk.automators.fm forum so you can weigh in. I'm sure there's some some other ideas for file automation that we haven't covered. Dad, love to see yes. what they are and hear how other people are doing it. Yes, uh, especially if you have a Windows-based automation for file management. I need something. So please, hook us up. Let us know what it is. The most common question I got after publishing the paperless field guide was, where is Hazel for PC? And um, the answer, I have a text expander snippet for that. <laughs> the answer is really there isn't one. Somebody tried to just completely rip it off at one point, and they made an app called Belvedere, which was another yeah. television, you know, uh, a butler. Yeah. And uh, the uh, it was, you know, it's just the problem is the way Apple events work and Apple script work and all the, the automation friendly stuff built into the Mac OS just doesn't really exist in windows. So I don't think a developer, even with the right intentions could, could match it. But if somebody has, please do let us know because we add everything else. Uh, everybody else listening are definitely would like to know about it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to figure that out, but yeah. Maybe they're all secretly running a Mac in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I all mean, right. That would be one reason for me. I mean, if someone said, you know, you have to use a PC starting tomorrow, one of the first things that would come to my mind is, what am I going to do without Hazel? Yeah. <clears throat> Mac Stadium, $40 a month, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. You can you can rent Macs in the cloud. And so I know some people that do do that mostly yeah. just to have Hazel. But that's but, such a stupid hypothetical anyway. I'd be like, no, oh, yeah. that's okay. I'm I'm just going to use a Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. All right. So, um, we'll see We will you. be back in two weeks. Yes. Thanks yeah. to our sponsor, Smile and Text Expander. Remember, that's textexpander.com slash podcast. Let them know you heard about it here. Don't miss us in the forums. Rose, which where should people go to see you on the internet? Uh, rosemaryorchard.com and uh, rosemaryorchard is my handle on microblog, twitter, uh, mastodon everywhere basically so, yeah. yes, where can people I, find you? you know, I am over at maxsparky.com and I'm also at learn.maxsparky.com I'm going to put a um, free I'm going to put a $5 discount on the Hazel Field Guide this is just an audible, I just thought of this really uh, the, so All right. just type um uh, automate me with no space and you get $5 off. Ooh, nice. I'm not going to write that down anywhere. So if you listen to the end of the show, you're getting that $5 off. Excellent. Well, I would highly recommend that if people are interested in learning more about Hazel, that they do that. It is a great field guide. See you in two weeks. All right. Bye.